0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Basically. I'm your host Stephanie Preisner, and today I have a really fascinating episode for you. Some of you have requested it, but actually, I'm going to take credit for it because I wanted to do it. It is about hair loss, and with me, I have Cl- I call her Claire Balding because that's <laughs> what I know her from on Instagram. But Claire Fulham, thank you for coming to the studio. How's thank it going? Yeah,
1: good. It's nice to see people in person, and just uh, it's lovely. It's nice to be here. Thanks for asking me. Very good. Thank no you. No problem.
0: You have a lot of information that people want, so mm. you. Tell us about Trua first of all so that people know where they can get the information that you're going to give us.
1: Yeah, so Trua was born last year so it's only we're only a year old. Um, there's only three staff, myself, Amy and Connor, my brother, God love him. Um, so he's put up on myself and Amy. <laughs> you can imagine what that's like, Stephanie. Um, but yeah, we're only a year old. We kind of, I suppose we were born through COVID which is a really weird time but really I suppose it's illustrated how much you can do online. Do you know what I mean? And how you can run your business online and solely online. So that's what we do. We're a place, I suppose, really active on Instagram. You know, we give loads of advice on hair loss, on different scalp issues as well, like psoriasis, eczema, dandruff, oily scalp, everything in between. Um, But really, I suppose we concentrate a lot on hair loss. Um, So I'm trained to be a trichologist, which is really hard. Um, but what is I love tri- it.
0: what is trichology
1: trichology I suppose is um, the study of the scalp and hair loss so you would have it's like you're not a medical doctor by any stretch of the imagination but you would go to the dermatologist traditionally for hair loss Yeah. whereas a dermatologist looks after everything from your scalp all the way down to your toes do you know what I mean so it looks it's a huge organ as, yes. you, as you can as you know so um, a trichologist really just concentrates on the scalp on hair loss so is the a, skin on the scalp
0: the same as the skin like does it need the same yeah, treatment as the skin yeah
1: sc- it's the it's skin. It's different because it grows hair and a lot of dense hair but it is skin, you know, so that's how we kind of need to treat it and most of us don't treat it like skin at all, you know, so, um, but yeah, True is solely online. We're an online shop first of all, I suppose, so we sell our wares (laughs) but um, we... I think it's important
0: that people know the wares though, do you know, like, because I know that, like, I have followed uh, we can get to this point, but like I had some hair loss, mm-hmm. and then I was following other people online who had hair loss, which is how I came across you. Mm-hmm. And then I would just be like buying the things that they yeah. were using. But our hair, like pe- hair, falls out for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, before people go on to true and just buy the things, it's important, I think, to get a consultation to be like, why is my hair falling yeah, out? Exactly. In my case, it was falling out because, well because I was starving I was not eating enough, and yeah. it, my body was shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um. So all of the topical ointments I could put on wasn't going to fix it. I needed to fix it from the inside. But then I could also put things on to help it when I did start to change. Mm -hmm. How did you get into like being interested in this?
1: Well I lost my hair five years ago so this time five years ago I just bought my first wig which is you know crazy to think it's been five years but also feels like 25 years ago because a hell of a lot's happened and my life has changed so much I suppose since then but I lost my hair I lost 85% of my hair Um, and actually when I think about it now I actually you know we do a lot of like density work and stuff and the amount of hair that people lose I probably lost about 90% so I'm going to update that now so I'd say I lost about 90% there's only one little bit of my hair that didn't fall out I'm holding it up for Stephanie there so that's my old hair and I can feel it looks the same as the rest of I don't notice the difference but I can feel the difference in that hair and, and nobody else would be able to do that but I know that's my old hair and that's it. That's all that was on my head. Um, I How did think... it?
0: Did it fall out like really quickly? And
1: yeah, like in three weeks, I was in a wig. There was no other option for me. Like I had to wear a wig because it was the the hair loss was so severe. So I was diagnosed pretty quickly with alopecia areata by a trichologist. And um, I suppose yes, yeah, since and, and as quickly as it fell out, I'd like to say that it, it started to grow back, which is fantastic. And I have a full head of hair, hair coming out with bloody eyeballs at this stage. You know, got, so yeah,
0: for people listening, like yeah. she's got very very long hair. Yeah. auburn coloured and it's That's very fake, thick but <laughs> yeah. yeah but like it's, it's th- it looks really healthy yeah how did it started you just noticed one patch did it all come out in yeah. the shower like I'm thinking Carrie here is it Carrie what's that horror movie where the girl Oh yeah has a- yeah,
1: yeah yeah no it, it yeah so I noticed a patch now my hair and mostly was hair thick red hair so it, we like kind of act like dogs and cats a little bit and we shed our hair coming into the summer so I would have been aware of that I would have known that oh that's my summer I'm getting my summer coat you know I'm kind of yeah. stripping off for summer so I knew that um, be- just because of life I experienced that every summer um, but this was so after I spotted my first patch I started to think going is this normal is this is this kind of you know too much let's say and yeah I started to think basically like, Jesus yeah I've been I was shedding a lot of hair so it was coming out it was all over my desk and work it was all over the ground I remember scooping it up like my friends and work helping me scoop it up and put it into the bin because I didn't want people to see and then I was like okay one pattern, the GP found another five patches on my head, one the size of my fist like at the back, of my, I didn't, I know, but I'm like to Ian, how did my husband, how did you not say that? You know, like I didn't know how anybody couldn't have seen it, you know, but I was living with this for I don't know how long. I, I think not very long now when I look back because everything else happened so quick. You know yeah, kind of it
0: wasn't going on for too long.
1: Yeah, so I started with coin-shaped marks all over my head that kind of just kept growing and then they grew together to make big formed, big masses on my head. Um, and then I didn't have very much hair quite quickly, you know. But Why that- does it happen? Um, there's lo- it's an autoimmune condition, so there's loads of reasons why it could happen for that reason. A lot of people that, you know, maybe present with psoriasis, um, are different types of arthritis, all that kind of stuff. It's quite common. If you've got autoimmune if you suffer with autoimmune conditions, sometimes this can be a trigger, you know. The trigger is normally stress, you know, and
0: Was it a stressful time for you?
1: Um I find it really difficult to say that for like probably three years to be honest, but now I do think it was stress. And You know, it doesn't take much. I think we're really competitive with stress and we're really ashamed of it as well. So it's really difficult for... I think that people have this
0: pride, like I'm really good with stress. I know. I I was doing this mad job a few weeks ago and I was recruiting, Mm -hmm. right, hiring people. And I'd be like, what is... What do you find like a stressful work environment and I wanted to know because I also want people to mind themselves you know and they were like you know I actually handle stress really well loads of people tell me I'm great with stress and like if someone asked me that question I'd be like well I don't like when people shout at me I also don't like when people are late Mm -hmm. I don't like when people lie you know like these are the things that stress me out but everyone was just like I'm really good with stress and I think it's also like uh, you have a stress a boundary but like if you're Mm. good with stress you're always going to be at that level Mm -hmm. so I'm actually I tell people that I'm terrible with stress and my threshold is really really low and when I get to that Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I'm stressed I'm now going to stop Yeah, because yeah like you my food stuff goes and then I'm back into the anorexia and then I and then my hair falls out eventually yeah, you know
1: yeah, yeah, but like that I think when I look back on it I was a, I was 27 I was a young man. me and Ian packed a hell of a lot into five years like we bought a house at 23 we had our first child at 23 we had Elliot then when we were just you know the year before you know so like we got married like all of the stuff that like normally takes most people like 10-15 years we jammed it all in mm-hmm. and we kind of just got on with things and you know I was pregnant at 22. We did not plan that. We were planning to go around the world, you know. So this big, huge stress. But when you go through something like that, you know, that you're going to be a mother in a couple of months' time and you're not ready for that. No matter if you're 22, 32, 42, whatever the situation, it's a lot. But I was so adamant that I was going to do it well. I was so adamant that I'm going to be grand. Don't even worry about me. So I kept going and kept going, kept coming for years. And I think that was the point where my hair was my thing. That's the that thing. was my yeah. physical, big as like you know, Claire thread hair. That's the way I, was, I knew throughout school and everything else. So. The doctor, one of the GPs, actually, she was really good. She had alopecia areata as well. And I remember going to her and I was on the edge, you know, and I was begging her for medication, if I'm honest. I couldn't handle this. I didn't want to handle it. I just wanted to go into a big black hole and not get out. And she was like, look, Claire, like she had to be really strict to me because I was really, really upset. And she goes, I have it too. And she pulled up her hair and she showed me the patches. Now, this woman looked like you know, snow white times 20. She's so beautiful, lovely black hair, thick hair, but had alopecia, you know, and showed me her patches and showed me ones that had grown back and showed me ones that hadn't and said, your hair will grow back. Don't worry. You just have to get through this shit bit, you know. Um, And how did it... I
0: want to talk about how it grew back, the things that you did, and then for the listeners, that's useful. Like, what are the things we need to be doing to mind our hair? So tell us how your hair grew back and the ways in which... It, like, the what you had to do to get that.
1: Yeah. So, I when I was diagnosed with alopecia areata by a trichologist, I then started to go for therapy within that clinic. Um, It was the Universal Scalp Clinic on Georgia Street. You know the one, why go bald? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I used to, like, snigger at it every time I went by when I was a teenager. I was like, imagine having to go there. Then here I am, 10 years later, handing them <laughs> over money, you know what I
0: mean? For those of you who aren't listening, not in Dublin, <laughs> there's a big, like, you've probably seen it online, like, there's a big neon sign, like, the size of a house yeah. with this man, and it says above it like "Why go bald?" and it's really like I never really knew what it was until I was like, "Why is that sign there?" And then I realised mm. that it's a hair loss.
1: It's hair. clever marketing, it to be is. honest, because everyone everyone knows know, it. You know, it's a landmark. Um, but then it's really hard to go into it because you're like, "Oh God," you know, yeah. and like you don't want people to see you going in really, which now when I look back it's silly and I would never ever ever look at someone going in and out but you know it was hard to go in sometimes but so I went for 10 weeks I was booked in for Mm -hmm. like uh, different kind of treatments and stuff So and are they working on your scalp or working on your immune system Okay, yeah Yeah, just your scalp so it's all topical treatments there's not you know I took vitamins and stuff obviously as well so I did 10 sessions of that and within the 8 weeks of that I remembered the day I was about to give up and I was like no I'm not going there anymore I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and something came over me I don't know what it was but I just kind of I suppose I kind of relinquished the pain that I was in I said okay Claire if this is the worst thing that's going to happen to you you're very lucky get up off your arse and get into the clinic that's a
0: great way to think about it so I
1: got up and I went in and I peeled my poor little wig off and one of the ladies Kenny it was funny because she did my first treatment and then I didn't see her for weeks and you know when you just like trust somebody you don't know why and Kenny was there and she's like, oh my God, Claire, give me your phone, give me your phone. So I gave her my phone and she recorded my head and my head had loads of white hair all over it. And I had put my house and my kids on this. Definitely there was no hair there that day, that morning when I put my wig on. Of course there was. Yeah. But, but, you know, by me just going, OK, Claire, just releasing that pain, letting it go and just saying, get on with it now, you know, and kind of. Coming to that point, and that was a really difficult point to come to, you know. But um, I did 20 weeks there in total, so it was a mixture of laser light therapy, which is really popular for hair growth, um, also um, a form of electronics as well, where they're trying to awaken the follicles and all that kind of stuff again. And um, because really uh, it's an autoimmune condition, like your auto, your immune system is attacking your hair follicles to make them stop growing. Yeah. So they're kind of trying to trick it into that. So it's kind of there's no cure, let's say, for alopecia areata, but there's supportive too and and almost a little bit of trickery distraction almost you yeah. know to get the follicles going again so I did that for 20 weeks so that brought me kind of up to Christmas but within the 8th week my hair started to grow back now my case was unusual because it was really bad you know and it normally doesn't get that bad but because it was really bad they're like she's going to lose all her hair and she'll never grow it back so they were as surprised as me yeah. to see that it was growing back you know and Come here, if I ha- to be honest if you do nothing normally it comes back but I think that when you're proactive about something and
0: psychologically even it's, it's like I am taking control yeah. of this situation and you're kind
1: of weak as moulded around that appointment as well you're like okay on Wednesday I'm going in there so that's my day that I'm really going to look after my scalp and my hair and I felt more in control because this is a really uncontrollable environment that you're in and you know no one's really there's, there's no one out there that gave me that's going to sound awful but really good advice really no one spoke to me in an empowered way. Nobody said this is shit. Nobody knew what to say to me. So I was like, okay. Um. And it's such a huge part of your identity. Like yeah. it's your face, your outward facing. Yeah. Like it's
0: it's so, so vulnerable.
1: Yeah. And it's it's you know, physically changing quite quickly in front of your eyes is something that, you know, it it's not it can't be taken lightly, whether that is an accident or, you know, like a burn or like something physical that happens mm-hmm. to you, you know, like it's a really big deal. And psychologically, that has huge effects on people. And are there
0: people who it doesn't grow back for?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is people, unfortunately. And that would be kind of uh, alopecia universalis totalis. So um, either it goes completely on the head. So eyebrows, eyelashes and hair um, or, you know, all over the body. So arm hair, leg hair, pubic hair, everything gone, you know. So they're real big autoimmune responses, you know, and there's really very little, um, you know, c- there's no cure for that right now. Um, do I think there will be one day? I'm hoping and praying that there will be because, again, because your life isn't threatened, the research isn't there. You know, it's they not, they
0: don't throw money yeah, at. Yeah, you know,
1: like they're kind of like, oh, like you're able to walk and talk and of course it's a cosmetic
0: are, thing, but it's a huge psychological. thing It's very, very emotional,
1: like, yeah, and I think it shapes your life. You know, really does. Is like there anything people do can do to prevent it? Um, no, no, okay. Stre- avoid stress, stress. I mean, <laughs> which is impossible, impossible to do. Um, no, like, I mean, and like that, like, people say to me, like, I d- dive myself into stress all the bloody time. People are like, What are you doing? Like, your hair will fall out again, or you know, opening a business in a pandemic, or you know, like, loads of stuff, doing live shows. I've done all this mad stuff in the past five years, and people are like, What are you doing to yourself, Claire? But I know how my body reacts as well now, and I know what stresses me out, and actually, stressing me out. What's stressing me out is containing that and not yeah. telling anybody that. But I suppose I use social media to tell people that, to, whether that's my hair, you know, w- wigs, whether that was life just in general. So yeah. it was a vessel for me to get rid of stress, you know. Um, but no, there's no avoiding it, um, but what there's definitely th- things you can do to help.
0: Okay, so what should people be doing? If I mean, just the normal person who doesn't have these, and I've got two listener questions as well and a question mm-hmm. for myself, mm-hmm. but what are the things that people can be doing to to look after their hair like sometimes I listen to you on True and you're like lads you should be brushing your hair and I'm like oh god I don't brush my hair every day like
1: okay so for the absolute normal person right so you just said that the scalp is like skin okay so you wash your face I'm assuming I'm hoping once a day at least twice a day right I
0: I do but like there Mm -hmm. are definitely days where I don't
1: yeah and come (laughs) here that's okay you know like I'm definitely not a dermatologist or a beauty expert and I won't be giving out to you there's days I don't either Stephanie so that's the reality of the situation you know if you want healthy gorgeous hair forever you really need to look after it your body is so busy and it goes through so much every day and the last place it cares about is your hair because it's not essential you don't need your hair to live your hair is there to protect your skull that's it right so it doesn't really care about your hair so when you're stressed medication illness like I'm talking a cold I'm not talking about Covid here or anything else in between a cold can knock your cycle of hair growth so for the normal person you should be brushing your hair regularly to release the hair to get rid of the hair you should be washing your hair regularly because how regularly every two days you okay. should wash your hair okay and the reason for that is and I know there's roll, eyes rolling all around the country all around the world now because we're taught not to wash our hair but that's because our masks were saving on the bloody immersion right they were saving on the bit of shampoo they didn't want to, and you weren't dirty so you're not going to get washed yeah but in 50 hours, the scalp is covered in its own secretion. OK, so in 50 hours, your sweat, your dead skin cells, dry skin, oil, all that stuff, eczema, psoriasis, everything that lives in the scalp that comes out of the body is lying on, on top of the scalp. And if you don't wash that and then all the external stuff like pollution, pollution, dust, everything. you know, anything you can see and smell lands on your scalp. And if you have finer hair as well, more of that's lands on the scalp. So if you don't wash that off, it will have trouble. You'll have trouble growing hair, mm-hmm. you know, or irritations and all that kind of stuff on the scalp. So it's important to wash your hair regularly. Um, Another thing is, especially women over 30 or men over 20, okay, if you care about your hair, regardless if you've got hair loss issues or not, you should be using a tonic the same way as we'd use a moisturizer on our face or a serum on our face or, you know, all those extra little bits that we do. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who really wants to hold on to their hair, a scalp tonic's essential. The reason for that is if I press this one, if I press my cheek Stephanie, right, it's gonna go white, mm-hmm. but immediately then it will go pink or red again. Okay? And that's flow. the blood going up, going, what's she doing to her cheek? Right? Yeah. Same with our scalp. If you wash it on a Sunday and don't wash it again till the following Sunday, you've got really you've lost all that opportunity within that time to do something for your scalp to grow healthy hair. And that's the key. It's not growing hair. We need to grow healthy hair. So it withstands all the stuff we do to it, you know? Yeah. So by you using a scalp tonic in between washes Every day you're doing something for your scalp. Every day you're giving it nutrients and all that kind of stuff that it needs to grow healthy hair. I always say like hair follicles, are like toddlers. You have to constantly keep them going. You have to keep them fed, watered, peppa pig, garden, jigsaw. You have to keep them going, you know. So that's the same with follicles. If you don't do that, it's like lying down on the couch for three weeks on the 21st day going, you know what, Stephanie, I'm going to run 10K today. You know, fat chance of that, right? But I'm going to run 10K today. I wouldn't be able to, no mm-hmm. matter how fit and healthy I am. I wouldn't be able to. So if you don't do things to the body regularly, they won't. So it's perform.
0: not. But obviously, like your hair will still grow. It's just this is about like getting, you know, like the best hair that you possibly can do.
1: Hmm. Your hair, well, if you don't wash your hair regularly, like over time, your hair won't grow. It will grow very, very little because it can't get through that secretion and pollution okay. and everything else. So over time, your hair can't, your scalp can't produce healthy hair. So we have a lot of breakage. A lot of Irish women have breakage in their hair. Um, or my hair only grows to a certain length, but doesn't grow after that point, you know, but then they go to the hairdress and get their roots done every six weeks. So your hair's growing, hun. It's yeah. just not growing down because it doesn't have the strength of, because of the bleach, because the color because of it's straighteners because it's breaking. So, yes, m- most people can grow hair. But it's about the quality of the hair, you know, that you grow, Um, you know, is the important thing, you know, and it can only do that because after a certain age, there's a lot more going on in our bodies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's ahead of us, like, like pregnancies, menopause and um, stress, medication, all that stuff in between that miniaturizes the hair fall the hair bulbs, I should say, and therefore so much easier for that hair to fall out. So we need to. Give it something to make those those little bulbs fatter and fatter so it's harder for that hair to fall out of the scalp. So my piece of advice to people is don't be afraid to brush your hair. Most people are afraid to brush their hair, particularly if they've gone through loss. I did it, you know. You're terrified by it. But you have hair falls out. Hair always falls out. So you have to brush that through. Up your washing, you know. I'm not expecting everybody to wash their face or their face, their hair every second day. That's the ideal situation. Okay. So just do more than you're doing now and introduce a scalp tonic. It doesn't have to be like a hair growth scalp tonic. It can be one for if your scalp's a bit dry, moisturize it. You know, it can be just one that's gonna balance the pH of your scalp, because that's gonna make it easier for hair to grow. If your hair grows through a dry environment, you imagine that poor little hair trying to get a dry environment, it's very, very difficult. Where if there's lubrication on the scalp, it's so much easier for it to grow so you're growing stronger hair so all those things you know doing things to your scalp that are going to you know improve the health of the scalp will improve the health of the hair eventually and the hair you grow today you won't see that hair for about two years. So it's a bit of a long game. So it's a difficult right, one, okay. you know, it's not an, a quick fix. It's not kind of, you know, but you will over time, like a couple of weeks, a couple of months, see differences um, in shine, in health, in, you know, like bounce, all that kind of stuff. You will, of course, you know, um, and by doing those little things, you will see improvements, definitely.
0: And are there things that we shouldn't be doing? Like, yeah, is the straighteners okay? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but so, like, I'm, I'm still going to use them. Oh, I just did, like, yeah. yeah, of course, like, yeah.
1: Um, so there's loads of things like bleach, obviously, but we all love being blonde, apparently. So, blondes, you know, it's it's difficult for them to step back from, from that. Um, I think
0: anyone I know who's blonde does accept they're like, yeah, my hair feels mm. kind of strawy, yeah, but I love the look of it, so of that's course. fair, um, but that's here. the payoff. You have to live, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: So, absolutely, so bleach. Heat and dry shampoo. That's stuff that we should be wary of. If you want to bleach your hair, like I have a big streak of bleach in my own hair, right? So if you want to bleach your hair, you're going to have to look after that a little bit more. You're going to have to spend more money on it and you're going to have to trust the person doing it. It's really, really important. So, Go for it. Be bleach blonde if you want. Just make sure you're looking after it. In terms of heat, heat is one of the worst things because the only thing that gets rid of heat damage is a scissors. That's the reality of it. No mask you get, and don't believe anyone when they tell you, no mask you get can get rid of heat damage. So be careful of what tools you're using. Like I saw a t- like a straightener in deals the other day for eight euro. I was like, oh, like terrifying because that is not controlled. There's no way. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, there's no way that the technology built into that is in any way beneficial so heat is bad too much heat is bad Um, and dry shampoo dry shampoo is like what I just said all the secretion naturally that comes out of the scalp all the stuff that lands on the scalp and then you add a big bag of talc on top of that on top of your scalp (laughs) Like, what do you think is going to happen? It's so, just, oh, it's gross. Yeah, so it's really important. And like again, like, you know, I'm sure there's chefs out there that use, like, boiling the bag rice from time to time, okay? You have to live. So I use a bit of dry shampoo, but I always have a plan to wash it out. I always know, right, I have to bring Elliot football training at 11. I'm not going to have time to wash my hair. I'll shove a bit of dry shampoo in. But when I come back from football training, I'm going to wash my hair. So it's about just using things in a responsible way. Do you know that, way? Yeah.
0: I have some questions from people. I've got two questions from people here. Mm -hmm. One saying, um, just for your podcast about hair loss, I wonder if you could mention trichotillomania, which is hair pulling. I do it every so often over the years since childhood. It usually grows back. I'm now nearly 40 and I fear that I've done too much damage for the bald patches I currently have to grow back. There might be some advice your guests could offer me.
1: Mm -hmm. So trichotillomania is my favourite subject within this actually. So those people that don't know, uh, trich is hair. Um, trick, tilla is pulling and mania is madness. So I actually really don't like the word, right? Because it kind of ensues that the person is, is mad, you know, by pulling out their hair and you know yourself, oh, I'm stressed, my, I'm pulling out my hair, all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. where all that comes from, you know? So trick, there is a new word on it that's just escaping me now. So I'm hoping it will come back to me when before I end this. Um, but trick is what m, m-, m- people who suffer with it and would talk about. So I have trick. That's what they'd say. So they pull their hair from their scalp. They pull their, some people would pull their eyebrows and eyelashes as well. I know a woman who removed all of her head of hair from Thursday to Sunday. okay so it's a really, really common thing. It's something crazy, like, you know, like a fifth of people will do it to some. It's a it's a behavioral like it's a behavioral condition, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's the same as dermatillomania and dermatillomania would be picking your spots or picking your scalp when you've got a scab and you can't help it. You know, we all do that to some degree. We're humans. Like, you see monkeys going at each other. Like, yeah. I do that. I'm like, do you have any whiteheads say to Ian? Like, yeah. disgusting. <laughs> but, like, we're kind of like that. We love to kind of fiddle. Do you know each what I mean? Other, yeah. Groom each other. So trichotillomania is a complete and utter impulsion to pull. And I'm ta- talking now not just a little bit of a desire, a complete impulsion that people cannot control. Um, and it's really, really hard to... Kind of get over that, really, you know. But the kind of detrimental. Is it a effect- borderline?
0: And I'm sorry because I don't know much about it, mm-hmm. but I do think I have dermatillomania. But I'll talk about that after. Um, do, is it sort of a mental? Ill, like, would it go into mental illness? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. So
1: you would really... T- t- so you'd have to go to like maybe cognitive behavioural therapy is really, really popular for us. Um, things like a nudge band. So you'd wear like a little... looks like a Fitbit and any time it gets above a certain point it would kind of give you a little electric shock. So to- if you raise
0: your hand above your head it'll yeah, vibrate. So
1: exactly, you know. And people like even biting their nails that's a form of it in some way as well. Um, fake nails are really good barriers. So you're looking for barriers to try and make you stop, you know. So uh, like a hat, like if you... if Like, you know, trying to identify when is it that I pull... Do I sit there at night when I'm watching Netflix and aimlessly pull? Do I do it when I'm stressed? So you try and put those barriers in place like a silk cap when you sleep or a silk cap when you're watching Netflix to try and stop you from doing it. In terms of hair, if you think about over time, if you pull too much, okay, and this is for everybody really, regardless of... But that's coming from straighteners and extensions and everything as well. If you pull your hair too much, eventually the follicle, the area will get scarred, okay? And scarring alopecia or, you know, skin or scalp that is scarred, hair doesn't grow through that scar. Any scar that we have, if we have a scar on our leg, our arm, hair doesn't grow through it, okay? So it's really, really important that... We try and stop the pulling to some degree, but that is cognitive behavioral therapy. That is different things. In terms of physically looking after the scalp, like topically, 100%, you should be using energizing shampoos. You should be using energizing tonics as well to keep those follicles alive as much as possible and alert, you know, because you don't want them to go dormant. Um, but trichotillomania really would be, it would be kind of some form of therapy. Psychological help. Yeah, yeah, that you need to go to. But I can always help. So please drop us a line, you know, or on Instagram or whatever, and we can point in the right direction. Um, but it is something that a lot of people suffer with. And it's a really hard one to explain because. Egypt say just stop will you yeah but it's the <laughs> same with couch. any
0: sort of kind yeah. of compulsive behaviour yeah. I know like Noel will always say to me like when we're sitting down on the couch in the evening my hand always goes straight to my head mm. and he's like just stop pulling your hair and I'm not pulling it out and yeah. playing with it but I definitely like play with my scalp like I've I have this is going to sound really weird but I have these little hairs that like yeah. just grow they're more coarse and mm-hmm. they own, they're kind of like eyelashes on my scalp let's say and I spend my evenings with just very gently going over my scalp and trying to find them and then I get such satisfaction if I can pull them out. I
1: have a huge smile on my face because I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, I is a trick. Yeah, it's f- some form of it. So those little hairs so, are... so, so comforting. Are, I know. <laughs> I do it as well a little bit. Like I definitely would have dermatillomania. Like I, if there's a scalp in my scalp, I'm like, happy birthday, Claire. Like it's terrible. Yeah. And like I like wearing my nails long because it stops me from doing it some, sometimes. But, but those little hairs are much more coarse. Yeah, well that's because if you think about it, hair grows coarse, right? So oh, it has how to. does your little t- tiny chick hair come out of skin it doesn't so it comes out really hard like an egg so that protective barrier has the little hair inside it and after a couple of days it depends on on the situation it depends on your scalp health actually then that little egg will break away, and inside's the baby chick. And the baby okay. chick is the fluffy new hair that we can see around around the sides of your hair that you're using your serum for. Yeah, that's what that that grew hard. But then you wouldn't really notice them all the time. Of course you wouldn't. Generally, no, millions I, of hair.
0: But I do every evening go like, and I, then I find one, and I'm like, I know. It, and you're so,
1: rubbing it. It's just a comfort blanket almost. You just love kinda rubbing. it so much because. Uh, but constant. then I pull it.
0: I have to get it out, like, and I get such satisfaction if I can. And yeah. then if I get my if I get shellac on my nails, I can't do it, and it's really annoying. That's, I know. But I'll still like rub it and just be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And then
0: I have these like little baby hairs around my fringe, which I've had for the, since the beginning of time. Like yeah. they've never grown yeah. into full hairs. Now you gave me this serum, this mm-hmm. revitalizing serum, which every single day people I, mean, I put it on Instagram once, Sorry. and every day people <laughs> are like, what was that serum? I actually have it saved in my favorites. I just send them the picture. I'm like, it's this one. Um, but then, like, they really it really has grown. Now they've gotten thicker, mm. but they haven't gotten longer. longer yeah but they're, it's it looks like much more healthy hair, but they're still definitely baby hairs. Yeah. They're so like toddlers they'll now. get
1: Yeah, they'll get thicker, like denser over yeah. time and then eventually when the, the, the kind of, I suppose the strength is there, then they'll hopefully move into, but your own hair, do you know that kind of way? Like in, just get involved and they'll disappear yeah. one day. Like have they fallen out? But no, they're just kind of involved in the rest of your hair, you know. Watch this space. Yeah.
0: I have but, another question from mm-hmm. a listener. It says... Um, hi Stephanie I'm so glad you're doing a podcast about this I've always had very thick dark long hair and I've always lost a certain amount to my hairbrush and in the shower but never enough to raise concern in the last year I've noticed an increase in the amount of hair that I'm losing in the shower it's coming out in large clumps and I'm freaking out a bit I'm 32 I don't use a hairdryer or a straightener very often I would have said that I'm a very healthy person other than a large and increasing amount of hair loss I experience. Does your guest have any ideas why this is happening and how it can stop it?
1: Yeah, so that could be kind of you know, for loads of different reasons. There's a big misconception, not misconception, but people say, I'm healthy. Like my hair yeah. should be good. So it's why you want to you know, when people are healthy, their skin is glowing, you know, but there's other stuff got on the body as well. It doesn't matter if you've got the f- most fabulous diet or you exercise every day, there's still stresses involved as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely um yes. So my advice would be to wash your hair more, okay, and she's going to roll her eyes again when I say that. You have to wash your hair more and you have to brush your hair more. How are you supposed to keep on top of what's normal if you don't know what normal is, Mm -hmm. okay? So by getting up in the morning and brushing your hair through, you'll see, okay, that's that much hair. Feck it out to the magpies, don't worry about it again, okay? Then in the evening, brush your hair before you get into bed. That's, what came out today and just don't keep them I know a lot of people keep them and little bags little money bags all over the house of hair you don't have to oh yeah loads of people you know you don't have to do that but just be aware so then before you get into the shower brush your hair okay the reason for that is you and most people get into shower and see hundreds of hairs everywhere and they freak and they say it's the shower that's taking them out it's just because you
0: haven't brushed it it's beforehand it's because you haven't
1: brushed it beforehand okay so you have to get into the habit of brushing your hair you have to get into the habit of you know washing it as well accordingly and um, everyone's hair should get oily and greasy after about 50 hours 48 hours it should you know and that's a, he- a sign of a healthy scalp but how are you supposed to know what's normal if you don't carry you know you know have a plan you know brushing your hair every day understanding what that is you'll never know what normal is definitely for that woman I would say an energising shampoo um, will just help will just make sure that there's you know enough activity on the scalp to make sure that the hair that she's losing is being replaced um, you know always look after the lengths of your or the ends of your hair side the lengths and ends of your hair make sure it's nice and hydrated um, that it's not you know it's not tangled so you, when you're pulling it and all that kind of stuff And definitely a scalp tonic and a hair vitamin, you know, like we talk about vitamins all the time. Our vital organs are so greedy and in fairness, they're keeping us alive. So fair (laughs) enough. But like, you know, they're so greedy that they take most of our nutrients, you know. But when you take a hair vitamin topically, you're paying more attention to the scalp. What happens is the body kind of goes, oh, like your liver will say, do you know what? I have enough D3 for today. You know, I'll send some D3 up to Stephanie's scalp because she's obsessed with growing her hair at the moment. (laughs) Or your kidneys will say I have enough iron for today. I'll send it up to Stephanie's scalp. 'Cause she's obsessed with her hair at the moment. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things by taking a hair vitamin channels those vitamins up there. You know, that you know, when we do have enough for everywhere else it goes up there. So definitely Keeping an eye on brushing, um, washing and changing up your routine a little bit to to use energizing products to just make sure that everything's okay. It's really normal to go through those phases and everyone goes through those phases. It's called telogen effluvium and people go through them all the time. And it's temporary. You know, it's just a temporary huge shed. It's not nice. But it will come back without doing anything, really. But as I said already, being proactive is the best thing that you can be, you know, because you're in control of it a little bit more then. But, um, yeah, brushing, washing, and up in your routine a little bit just to help, just to make sure everything's okay. Okay, it's Jibs here from Pints of Malt. So our podcast is basically group of Irish-Nigerian lads who tell their stories growing up in Ireland as well as Nigeria and we share our experiences with all of y'all we also add a bit of comedy as well you know to get y'all laughing get y'all through the week in these tough times that we are
0: in so y'all sit back and just you know enjoy the show as Jib said we're the Prince of Mouth podcast you can find us on all streaming platforms including the Headstreet Network and my final question is there like a hairbrush you should not be using a shampoo that you should not be using rather than trying to push products onto people mm-hmm. is there things that you should be like you should definitely be avoiding this ingredient or or these you know yeah because I like I used to call when I used to do, be in swimming club we all used to have herbal essences because it used oh, to smell it. amazing yeah. but it was like instant dandruff <laughs> like the minute yeah, yeah. I used it and now that was just for me other girls didn't have that yeah. but there's something about that for me that gives me dandruff um But are there shampoos to be avoiding and hairbrushes to be avoiding or hair ties to be avoiding? Things that you should avoid?
1: Yeah, so like in terms of, you know, the supermarket shampoos aren't great, okay? They're not great. They're full of plastics, okay? They're full of, you know, really bad ingredients. And even though temporarily, like I remember I was down, come here whatever, five years ago and we were able to leave our bloody 5K, whenever that was. I remember using like a supermarket brand in the shower because I forgot to bring my own shampoo. And I was like, what are people talking about? My hair's gorgeous today. It's these temporary fixes that it fills us with. Because it's plastic, it's coating our hair. Over time, you'll find if you use supermarket brands that your hairdresser can't colour your hair quite to the way she could once upon a time. Um, Your scalp will have issues; your scalp will become dehydrated, and hair finds it difficult. Healthy hair finds it difficult to grow out of a dehydrated scalp. So, all of those brands aren't ideal. Okay. Hairdress will kill me the conditioners from the supermarket aren't as bad because conditioners can only do so much anyway but shampoos are for your scalp you don't wash your hair you wash your scalp and the hair just you know goes along for the ride you wash your scalp that's what you have to do so really important to always use a professional shampoo do what you want with the conditioner you didn't hear that from me so that's shampoos and stuff in terms of like mechanical things, like so, like you know, um, your hairbrush, your hair ties, all that kind of stuff. Try and use a hairbrush that has more than one type of bristle. So you know the ones that are kind—they've of, soft bristles, they've hard bristles in them. You know yeah. that kind of way. So you're kind of getting—you're getting the tangles out, but you're also moving the nice natural oils around the hair as well to hydrate the hair. That's what they're for. So by using something like that, it's you're kind of getting at you know you're you're kind of getting at two issues there really, in you know, that kind of way. So a, a mixed bristle hairbrush is always good, um, and then in terms of kind Kind of ties, elastic ties and stuff are bad. They'll pull at the hair and break the hair. And um, most people in Ireland's hair is dry and hard. You know, so you know silk is fantastic. I can't rave about silk more. Um, so silk bobbins, you know, silk scrunch. I know you love your silk scrunchies. Yeah, definitely well, you gave them to me, in fairness. <laughs> um, silk pillowcases, all that stuff. So. Yes, shampoos, conditioners, all that kind of thing. Hair tonics, scalp tonics are important. But also all the stuff that you surround your hair with. So your hairbrush is important. Your hot tools are very, very important. And the pillow that you spend eight hours a day. We think we go to sleep at night and look like sleeping beauty for eight to ten hours or five hours, whatever. We do in our arse. We're rolling around the bed. You know, we're drooling all over the place, snoring up. <laughs> and our hair is really, really being pulled in every direction at that point. Should you tie your hair up when you sleep? Yeah, loosely at the back of the night. Your neck, so just gather it together in a silk scrunchie if you can, or silk blend. We sell silk blends because silk scrunchies are ridiculously expensive because they're 100% silk. So, silk blends perfect, you know. So, just tie it up in a silk blend scrunchie and lie on a silk pillowcase. Silk or silk blend pillowcases, satin, polyester, cotton, they'll all pull at your hair, but silk and silk blend will. Do you know what I say to people? I'm sorry for telling you about silk pillowcases because you'll never be without one. And I always say to people, ask one for Christmas. You know, the aunt that gets you the same yeah. present. For, what do you want? Silk pillowcase, please. Silk pillowcase. And then build up your little stash and you'll never be without one. Honestly, like I'm going away next week and I'm bringing my silk pillowcase with me because I'm not sleeping on their, you know, awful cotton pillowcases. Yeah. <laughs> I sound very posh altogether. But it's just so much better for your skin as well. If you ever wake up and you've got lines all over your face, You know, they like over time, they'll just indent into the face. Oh, don't tell us. Yeah. So silk is really important. So, yes, there's all the stuff that we wash our hair with and scalp with is important. But all the other stuff surrounding that is important as well.
0: Claire, if people want to find out more or they have an issue and they want to talk to you, where can they find you?
1: Um, Instagram is a great place um, to find us so Hair on Instagram
0: That's T-R-U-A
1: Yeah Yeah. and um, they can find us there we do online consultations and stuff as well so um, one day please God we'll open a clinic but we're far away from that at the moment Uh, just need to get the bank account up a little bit and hopefully one day we'll be able to do that Um, but right now it's all online which is working well
0: Thank you so very much. Uh, Claire is actually going to stay with me to do some bonus material about Instagram and social media and, you know, the ups and downs of it. So for those of you who do subscribe to the podcast, come on over and the bonus material will be there. For everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Our music is by Only Ruin. Our graphic design is by Kahalo Gara. We're produced by Alan Bennett. And we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. See you next week.